0: What if I told you that I knew somebody who was banned on TikTok over 28 times, who is taken off of YouTube completely, Instagram more times than she can count. And she has one message, one message only, and that's protecting the kids from human trafficking. Tonight on Night Shift Top Secret Information, political commentator, comedian, conservative aunt and myself former special operations veteran cop are tasked with going down the rabbit hole tonight it's all about sonia the 2 A patriot mama right here on night shift tsi welcome. welcome 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 everyone to the show wow thank you
1: for having me
2: thank you for being here with us today i have had some technical difficulties so i apologize today sonia
1: that's okay
2: (laughs) totally okay (laughs) sonia and i have been really good friends for a while and i just admire everything that she's been doing and continues to do to protect the children um and save uh people's lives in the uh underground trafficking world i know Tansy and I talked a lot about this last week on our show about underground bunkers and the question constantly came up on trafficking. Actually, Eric, I think it tends to kind of come up on every single one of our shows uh, because it, it always seems like something that kind of links back to trafficking in some kind of way.
0: Well, it's funny you mention that because yesterday I was blessed with an opportunity to meet with Yako Buyens, who is probably the head of all human trafficking source of knowledges like in the world, worldwide Uh, combating uh, human trafficker Sonia and I were talking about it uh, and I'm going to get her in contact. She knows who he is and has been trying to reach out to him, but you can find him on Blaze TV. He's been on Glenn Beck almost weekly. Um, But I was actually, I got to have dinner with Yaku and then I got to uh, do a podcast with him. And I also get to do a separate podcast with Christy Wells, who um, is also uh, combating uh, child trafficking like Sonia here. And um, that is all those two episodes are on the failure to stop Patreon channel. So you can head over there. If you want to hear those, it's uh hunting humans, human traffickers, part one and part two on our Patreon. It's like $3 a month. And that affords for uh, for the failure to stop the C minus media company to host events uh, where we get, you know, we get uh, Anthony out and about, and we get everybody up to like the uh, Valor Bare Knuckle fights and all those things. So, if you want to support us and support the show, head over there. Also, ghostbed.com forward slash ant is the promo code there, A N T, Anthony. That is ghostbed.com forward slash ant. Sleep so good, it's scary. And after today's episode, after we get done talking to Sonia, you're going to need a ghost bed, a ghost bed pillow, the cooling sheets, and all the things to sleep through this because it is absolutely terrifying. Uh, the information that she's going to be delivering to us today. So please head over there. And then we also have factormeals.com forward slash Wolfpack50. That's factormeals.com forward slash Wolfpack50 for 50% off. Factor Meals is the leader in meal planning and meal planning technology. These are fresh, never frozen meals hand-delivered to your front door. So uh, at any time, if you need three meals a week, five meals a week, so that you're not meal prepping, you can do calorie-conscious, protein-heavy, all of the things, you just go down, there's 300 menu items, you click on them, they're delivered right to your door. Again, they're not frozen, they come in a beautiful packaging with some dry ice down there, and, uh, and it's it's awesome. Anthony, I think you've been eating a lot of Factor meals lately. How are you enjoying I, those?
2: Oh, I, I absolutely love them. There's so many different options. Uh, I yeah, I can't stop. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for my next uh, my next shipment here in a couple of days, actually.
0: Yeah, I just got mine yesterday. Shared one with my mother-in-law who's in town. So uh, shout out to my mother-in-law. Okay, Sonia, 2A Patriot Mama. It's all about you. Uh, you were a, uh, you know, uh, first of all, I think, what Anthony, we should maybe start with how she got into all this, maybe? I mean, you know her yeah. better than I do.
2: Yeah, 100%. Oof.
1: Okay. <laughs> Where it, in? In this. <laughs> it actually started about nine years ago. Um, I had seen a picture and I saw the words child trafficking and I didn't know what it meant. So I went and looked it up and it horrified me. And I said, This can't be. Um, so I spent a lot of years just educating myself and doing research, and then you know, a lot more came out about it, you know, when Trump came into office and all the policies that he was putting in place to battle this. And I took to i was getting banned and censored on a lot of platforms so during lockdown is about when maybe right before that is when i found tiktok and i said let me try you know let me try and it took off it took off so but you know i exploded pretty quickly but i also came down pretty quickly Mm-hmm. And like you said, you know, I'm on my 28th account, 29th account, and um, I'm still just, going. I won't- that
0: you, you get to 100,000 and then they're like, not today, Patriot Mama. And they knock, they, they cancel <laughs> you.
1: They, Under- I will never, ever see, you know, a lot of people like I, I don't look at it as numbers. I look at it as how far my message is reaching. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of people say that people are out there for clout. Yeah, I want my videos to be seen because I'm spreading information, education, awareness. I'm trying to teach parents how to keep your kids safe. I'm trying to show them what's going on in their own neighborhoods with articles that I'm sharing and, and what's being done so that they're aware. You know, I'm doing the mainstream media's job, but they're never going to allow me to get as big as I was at one point. Not with my message. And that really Why has do you to be the me message
0: up. is so damning. What makes your message so damning that they have to silence you everywhere?
1: I'm messing with their money.
0: Huh.
1: I'm so messing they, with you their think money.
0: that they're directly involved?
1: I don't think all of them are, but I do think that everywhere there's somebody involved. Um, you know what's going on at the border, and we'll touch on that. That's a whole other animal which we are actually acting on. Um, but you know, you, I, it's, it's a, it's sad to say, but they look at children as a product. The United States has the number one cons- consumer for children, pedophilia. We know just that, said that it, yesterday.
0: I didn't know that I, if you said, what was the number one consumer of child sex trafficking in the world, I would have said, well, I, what would you have said, aunt?
2: not the united states.
0: I yeah, I said like Thailand, <laughs> she, which yeah, was close. Would, They were number 2. Yeah, I
2: would think one of those, you know, I would, I don't know, Korea, Japan, I don't know, somewhere. I mean, not yeah, that's what here. I,
0: did. I stuck Asian. That's what I I was like and she was like, "Why nope, is nope,
2: that?" Nope. Why is Why why did we go why did we go that?
0: Well, I I did learn this week that human trafficking, not child trafficking, but human trafficking is big within the um Asian world, but in in something different than you would think. I heard that there was a lot of Asians that are brought over to the United States that are like basically forced slaves to pay back um, the person who sponsored them to get here. So basically they bring them to the United States and then make them work in massage parlors and give them just an, an unreasonable amount of debt. Um, like, hey, we'll bring you over to the United States, but you're going to owe us five hundred thousand dollars. And so they make them work at these massage parlors, these Chinese takeouts. And they get like 70 hours a week and all that money basically goes back to paying these sponsors that brought them over here. But yes, Sonya is, it, it's crazy that the number one child sex trafficking country in the world is the United States. I did not know that.
1: Well, you could look at this a bunch of ways. You know, they're saying that the consumer is here. So we are infested, absolutely infested with, with pedophiles in our country. Um, to the point where, yeah, I mean, are there other children being abused and trafficked in other countries? Yeah. For example, I have the report here. This just came out. This is the 2022 report out of the Philippines. This is just the Philippines. And it's the scale of harm report. Um, (coughs) excuse me, (coughs) done by the, (coughs) excuse me, international (coughs)
0: justice Mission. She's by the
1: IJM, oh. <coughs> I swallowed air down the wrong pipe. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh! Eric does so the- it all the time. Oh my gosh! This report has been—it's this called the Scale of Harm report. Um, it's done by the IJM, the International Justice Mi- Justice Mission. Just for twenty twenty two alone, out of the Philippines. Estimated five nearly half a million Filipino children were trafficked to produce new child sex sexual exploitation material. This is just children being sexually abused to subscribers through pay per view. So basically, they're in the Philippines they have these children they're sexually abusing them on live camera to subscribers across the world and guess who the number one consumer subscriber is united states they're not even leaving the country now right and i have this report i mean nearly a quarter of a million adult filipinos traffic children to produce new child sexual exploitation material This is just in 2022. I went back and looked at 2021. Two million children. Two million. That's just in the Philippines. What do you think was going on during lockdowns when nobody could leave their house? They were live streaming pay per view to subscribers.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They say that. um, A
1: whole other level of sickness
0: yeah i learned this this week i learned so much about human trafficking the last two days being with yaku and his team and they were saying that the days of white creepy vans that drive up and snatch kids that's gone like that's yep. you know if you kidnap a kid it the whole community gets behind fighting that kid so what these traffickers do is use 100 online chats and mostly video games and youtube videos and they target the victims by like, like, they'll be like, oh, I just killed you. And they were like, "Ha, ah, yeah, you did. And he's like, I bet you won't get me the next time. And then that person will be like, I bet I will. And they'll be like, hey, man, what time do you have to go to bed? And then they'll be like, oh, I don't have a bedtime. And they're like, oh, your mom and dad don't give you a bedtime. Oh, yeah, well, my dad's a piece of shit. He left a long time ago. My mom doesn't really care what I do. Oh, that's really sad that your dad left. And then that's when the grooming process starts. And they say on average, it, they spend nine months from that moment grooming. But they're looking for that particular child that has a mom that doesn't care and a dad that isn't there and then they convince them to meet for coffee and then move in with them and then travel with them and that's where the whole trafficking thing begins
1: yeah it's there is so much on this. we could go on for hours but um you know typically a groomer will target a child that comes from a broken home that you know doesn't get the attention at home whatever it is and will give them the attention no matter how long it takes um sometimes they have recruiters that are their age that are getting paid to groom them to to send that trust you know to build that trust with them and then there's an older person by the time they get them to leave the house and you know come meet come do this and then before you know it you know they're they're being trafficked um
0: now, I won't say where you're doing an operation, but you do boots on the ground stuff, I think, in a couple yes. of days. I won't get too far into it, right? For it's public knowledge. It's, this is, this is a public knowledge are,
1: thing.
0: You guys are doing a takedown uh, just in a couple of days somewhere in the United States.
1: Yep. This is a public knowledge. It is publicly posted because we do look for volunteers. This is something that happens every year. Um, basically, mm. what happens is, is our group will, the Shepherds, and it's made up of multiple organizations across the United States and we team up and we go partner with law enforcement and we, we help with their missing kid cases. So we have volunteers that come in that will be uh, out on the streets, asking questions with the flyers and the pictures. They'll get booklets that are made up that look like this um, and cards of all these kids. And, you know, they go out into streets, they get a notebook, they go out in groups, they ask questions, they bring the Intel back. I'm part of the team that's on the inside. We work a lot of the Intel, um, trying to get leads on where we can find these kids. Um, you know, we we speak to family members, you know, whatever we can do to go in. Not all of them are trafficked cases. However, you know, a lot of them, what, what is a huge problem in this country, there are a lot of runaways. I mean, every single day on average, 2,300 children are reported missing every single day, just in the United States. Um, you know, a lot of runaways and, and they... What happen- A lot of them sometimes, yes, they, they make it home safe without getting trafficked or anything. But what happens is is that if they stay out on the street too long, they do wind up in the hands of traffickers. They do wind up getting exploited. So our intention is to get in there quickly and try and find them before that happens. But unfortunately, we do have a lot of cases that they are already at that point. Um, and we have to go get them, find them.
2: So last year when you did the Vegas um, boots on the ground, did you uh, how many kids or young people were saved or helped?
1: okay, so originally we get our cases like a couple of weeks prior to going there so we had about 64 cases but we we start working the cases as far as intel and and try to knock out like um a lot of the ones that we can so we did clear off 32 cases by the time we physically landed in Vegas that week and that was during the sub- the week leading up to Super Bowl um so on those 32 cases we wound up I believe finding I think was 17. During that Ooh. that week.
0: I mean, even if you, sa- even if you save one child, yeah. it's worth it.
1: And that's our motto, for the one. It oh, is you all really worth understand. it for the one. The, the shepherds, yeah, they, they. it's for the one. Well,
0: it's funny that we bring you on. Um, again, yesterday I spent a grand total of about four and a half hours just podcasting with yaku and his team on child trafficking and and while we were talking this happened and i I didn't get a chance to talk to them about it because it was happening as we were podcasting but now we have you sonia um and and anthony i don't even know that this is broke the news uh completely viral yet or mainstream yet um but this was a brothel network with wealthy clientele out of massachusetts um and virginia so i'm going to read this really quick this is from wbz news three people were arrested wednesday for allegedly operating a high-end brothel network out of apartment complexes in cambridge deadham watertown massachusetts as well as virginia the commercial sex ring was built on secrecy exclusivity uh, uh, exc- exclusive
2: I exclusivity say that word?
0: yes uh catering to wealthy and well-connected clientele according to u.s attorney uh for massachusetts joshua levy now check this out his this is a quote from the attorney from from joshua levy uh this guy can rest in peace he's probably going to uh uh trip and fall on a noose um they are doctors they are lawyers they are accountants they are executives at high-tech companies pharmaceutical companies they are military commanding officers government contractors professors scientists levy said from the are these are the brothel customers pick a profession and i bet you they're represented in this case three people were arrested now here's what's crazy here's what's crazy we just talked about this 30-year-old jin mi young lee han lee and uh, another guy named uh, Tom, uh, Lee Thomas, they allegedly operated through two websites reporting to advertise nude Asian models for, for professional photography at upscale studios as a front for prostitution. Now here's where I have a problem with it. None of this is prostitution. This is all human trafficking because these women didn't just say, you know what? I want my body to be used and abused and I want to sell my, po- You know, I want to sell myself. Um, no, they were coerced, they were bribed, they were lured in, and they were defrauded, I guarantee you, which meets all the criteria for trafficking. The three rented high-end apartments in Cambridge, Dedham, Watertown, and Eastern Virginia, and used them as brothels, prosecutors said. The rent for some of the apartments were $3,600 a month.
2: So they were high-end apartments.
0: <laughs> yes, very high-end apartments. Um, and uh, But I, I have a real problem with this, though, because... All of the headlines right now were prostitution, prostitution, prostitution. Uh, How do we know this quickly that it is prostitution? And that's a problem that we have here in the United States is, is there's a moral and Christian argument to prostitution. And so our brains stick on prostitution and brothels. But oftentimes, and more times than not, we're not talking about prostitution. We're talking about trafficking, coercion. Fraud. Uh, they kept saying crime begets crime. There's a lot more going on than just some girls because this puts the pressure on the girls. Prostitution sting busted, brothels. You know what I mean? That you know, that's where they get you. And that's they're not pointing towards no, these were men that were trapped, th- these were women that were trafficked, humans that were trafficked, and being exploited by attorneys, doctors, politicians, etc.
1: And they, they had, they had somebody over them taking a cut of the money, most of the money. So, you know, these girls weren't out there by themselves selling themselves. They were under somebody that is human trafficking.
0: Yes. Yeah. I mean, when you bring somebody in for a photo shoot or a chance at being a model and then you say, well, right. You know, you can really make it. We're going to meet with this guy, but he wants to see you're naked. And then you get undressed in front of him, and he's like, "Well, you know he's getting kinda you know I think you could be good into film, you know they're're they're coercion they're and, and that is a hundred percent trafficking you know i am willing to bet that these women didn't just say, You know what man you know, it would be a great uh business idea, Sonia, is if we sell our bodies for sex,
1: yeah <laughs> you, well, know, you know- the problem is-
2: get." What what is it with? Okay, I you know I know that there's sites such as you know OnlyFans where people are willingly going on and showing themselves doing inappropriate things for people. I know that there's a, a verification process that these men and women go through on a on a site like OnlyFans where they have to show either a passport or their driver's license to prove that they're eighteen, which is Sonia and I have had this conversation before. It's a lot more than what Facebook, Instagram, TikTok asks from you when you're joining these platforms. They just kind of ask how old you are and then they take your word for it. Why can't we as a as a country say you look up some type of inappropriate porn site? Why can't you have to put your driver's license Number or upload your driver's license before you can even do that? Well,
0: that's a great question. I have five kids, Anthony, and my son is now getting into motorcycles. And I continually call uh, motorcycle racing crotch rockets. They've been called crotch rockets since I was a little kid. Uh, you go to super bike crotch rocket races, pocket rocket races. You know, my son typed in crotch rocket to watch crotch rocket accidents. And the images that came up, I was like, dude, what? Like, okay, I get that computers have a safe search, but like, really? We, You should have like a blur. Remember, I, I feel like when we were teenagers, if you typed in like porn, there was a big blurry site that said like, enter email address, you know, before enter, you know what I mean? Like, I don't remember that just a big giant dick in a chick's mouth would pop up.
2: Well, it's, I it, mean, it,
1: like it, YouTube has it where, you know, I have to, my kids have a YouTube account, but they have the, the, the children's level, you know, yeah, but level. Been, I don't, I don't,
2: I feel like they've been, and I, and I heard a story on this and I'm, I'm not sure if it's true or not. So if you've heard it, let me know to our followers or listeners, let us know as well. They were, they were secretly putting things in kids YouTube videos yes. yeah okay yes. i God, don't right remember in the middle it,
0: was, it would switch to like porn
2: okay. roblox I, I don't remember yep. exactly what it was so i'm not crazy i did see a what video or
0: fuck does that well well <laughs> this, is,
1: this have... is where they they lurk they lurk on these games like roblox and stuff you know right. they they right.
2: You know, I saw it on VR. Go into VR. Go into your if your kids have virtual reality glasses, Google or whatever those things are. Yep. Go into the lobby, the main lobby of these chat rooms with all these people's emo like emojis or whatever they call it. Um, you know, their avatars and the conversations that you hear are walking past or the guys in the lobby that go up to a group of kids. Well, you can tell that it's kids all hanging out. You know, they're all laughing and stuff innocently. And then there's like a grown dude like, hey, what are you guys doing over here? And I'm like, what the f- And here's here's the thing. I got banned one time because I was like, dude, get the fuck out of here. And I went against Google's guidelines for language. I'm like, this dude is talking to them about sex. And I said, dude, get the fuck out of here. And I get dinged. Isn't that wild? And that's exactly Mm -hmm. what I've noticed is the reason why Sonya has been banned 28, 29, 30 times, whatever it is. And, you know, I've been banned before too, but we have different types of platforms. Mine's more of a political comedic platform. When I did dabble into the world of protecting the children, I hadn't gotten so many death threats in my life like I did when I was trying to go after predators. so in my mind I'm thinking, holy shit this is beyond po- po- political lines. I warned They're you. on both sides and they don't want you to they don't want you to catch them no
1: no and I was like i I'm, it's, I'm it's not, a product not. it's a product. why do you think? First of all, like we said, the number one consumer is here, right in within our, our walls. They're right here. It's not only the American children, because most of the times a child is abused by somebody they know, whether it's their family member, you know, um, a neighbor, a friend, uh, whatever it is, most of the time a child is abused. Now, forget about the amount of reports that I mean, if you look at the statistics, when a child is abused at a young age. 80 By the time they get the, the age, the average age that they finally come out and report it is 52 years old and say something because nobody ever believes them, number one, or they're they're forced not to say or made to believe not to say anything. Um, and 86 percent of the cases do not get reported. <clears throat> That's the statistics of a child being abused at a young age. Um now it becomes you know,
0: normal, right? It becomes the you know, when when they get these kids this young, it becomes I hate that word new normal, but it becomes this child's norm. Like if they're born into being sexually exploited by their mother, the, um, the reason why I was where I was at and why Jaku and that whole staff from Project Safe House and um the, the JB Ministries and all these things that they were in town was because um they discovered a family. Uh, of children that were being trafficked by the mother and the father. And they were literally using and abusing these children and, um, and and trafficking these kids, their own kids. It's so sad. It's so crazy. But when they, uh, these, a lot of these people, these kids, by the time they're 13 or 14, they don't know anything else but being trafficked. They don't even have a word for it. They don't even know it as a crime. They're just like, well, this is just part of life. Like, this is what I'm supposed to do. Like, my dad friends come over. I go into the back room with them. They fuck me or whatever. And then that's it. That's like they're normal. They don't even, it's not even, you know, for us, it's hard to fathom and compromise. Like, It's like, it's hard for our brains to just wrap around. That was
2: even hard. That was even hard for me to hear you say.
0: Right. But for them, think about it, dude, if, if they've been doing that since they were, four, five, even three years old, they don't know anything different. And that is crazy sad to me.
1: It's it's incredibly sad. And it 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 breaks my heart. You know, there's so many survivors and I don't like to call them survivors I like to call them warriors because for them to get through all of that and still be here and be able to talk about it I applaud them um they are warriors and they are I've seen I've come across you know the years especially on TikTok so many survivors that I speak to and I've heard their stories offline and they have entrusted me in their stories and my gosh my goodness um the, the horror but most almost all by family members, by mm. family members. And they didn't know any better and they didn't recognize it. And a lot, you know, had blacked it out for so long. And, you know, memories started coming back and now, you know, seeing people like myself and there are so many people, listen, there was only a handful of us four years ago on there really like yelling about this. And, and um, it warms my heart to see so many now stepping up and actually speaking about it. Um. On on TikTok, especially. Um, because let me tell you, it's exa- it's exhausting. <laughs> it's exhausting getting banned, getting shut up, can't not able to, and that's why that you know
0: fair, right? And like just like
1: it's human they want me to want fairness. The problem is, is that unfortunately on TikTok with their guidelines, you have to water down what you're trying to say. I have to, you know, mark out certain words in my articles, and I learned that the hard way. I don't want to do it, but I have no else with a reach like that to get out what I need to show. So I do it. Otherwise I'm gone. And then there's no message at all. So I I made a compromise and I said, do I want to really dumb it down? No, I don't. Do I want to call it what it is? Yeah. It's child rape. It's not, it's child rape. You're raping a child because there is no child that said, yeah, come into bed with me. No, no. No. You know, it's not child pornography. A child did not want to film a video. That is child sexual abuse material, CSAM. And there's a lot of states that are trying to make this law that it is not child pornography. Let's call it what it is. It's child sexual abuse material. Um, mm. So, you know, TikTok is is it's hard because I have to slightly water it down but it's the only way that i could get and people understand now what i'm trying to get out or i direct them to the podcast which is why i started the podcast i wanted to be able to say what i had to say i wanted to give it like it is this tell it like it is um and that's why youtube banned us dark to light eleven 11 we're on rumble so we're trying to build up the rumble channel because even twitch banned us facebook i tried screaming the face my 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 podcast through facebook the first night as soon as the intro came on they saw my face they they shut down my facebook page they don't want me talking they as soon as they see me they they shut me down
0: It's and and by day she's talking about like the ai like the ai identifies her you know i don't want you know because you know that was another thing that we talk about is that the the weaponization of the word conspiracy theory and they want to make you look crazy they want to make you sound nuts The thing is, is this isn't conspiracy theory. This is conspiracy fact. I just read you an article that happened yesterday of a brothel network held in secrecy where people conspired together, three men, two of them being Asians and one American, conspired to make a photography and modeling shoot that turns out that is not, that is a front for a prostitution business. That in its definition is a conspiracy. They conspired to commit a crime um, and in this crime, several men uh, or women, uh, politicians, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it was probably 100 percent men, <laughs> uh, exploited these these wannabe models that that ended up being trafficked into prostitution. I'm going to follow this story. I have a feeling that oh, this story I'm is going to go away and that this attorney in Massachusetts is going to, you know, fall off his paddleboard in front of the uh, Obama <laughs> compound <laughs> in well,
1: you know. They showed some of the pictures, um, of the ads and stuff, and those girls looked very young. What I will say is my first question that came to mind when I saw the report as soon as it came out. Um, how many of them were children? Hmm. Because I guarantee you a lot of these girls are underage, made to look older.
0: Yeah, it would make more sense. Well...
1: They're, they're going to want to. I'm mean, Listen, I know that the investigation is new, um, sure. but I am staying on top of it. They did put out an email address. I'm sure the um, FBI
0: will do a great job, too, by the way, in exposing everybody involved. I'm being facetious.
1: You know, we have a chance to stay on top of them. You know, I was actually surprised that, you know, Boston 25 did, a, you know, press did a news conference with all of this. I thought that this was just going to be in a couple of articles and that's it. It's it was on Fox. It was on it was on every news channel. Even CNN. Po- did a hmm. did a report on this. CNN. Well, they, they now, you? you know, a lot of people are in my comments saying, well, that's probably because it's Republicans. And I said, I don't care who it is. Yeah, I can, It's not. It has nothing to do with, with like political
0: boundaries to me. Like I, I could oh, give a fuck what political agenda they are. What one? There are pervert Christians. There are pervert Catholics. There are pervert Republicans. There right. are pervert Democrats. There are pervert athletes. There are pervert nerds. There are perverts. There are sexual deviants. And here's the other kicker that I learned this week, and and, and you know because you know. I, I don't have a problem with, with porn. No, I, I don't have a porn problem. Like I don't go and look at porn. I don't need to look at porn. I don't go out right. and search porn. So porn's never just like, it's never on my, my radar, but I'm, I'm not like anti-porn either. I don't go out and like be like, stop looking at porn. But what I learned yesterday was that that pornography and people, the addiction to, to pornography is at an old, like it's high as it's ever been. And that they're saying like the statistics of people who are, um, Addicted to pornography, it, it, I can't even remember what it was. I was like one in like three dudes or something like that. Um, and even teenagers, a, as early as 12 and 13 years old, they, there was actually an article that they were re- referencing to, and you can go to the Patreon and listen to it, of somebody who just came out and said that like at 13, they were like full blown addicted to pornography before they started going down the, a darker path I think into trafficking but it started out with watching porn at an early age and then wanting to kind of act on these things and then they end up you know being drugged and trafficked and and brought all the way around the world and one of the things that Yaku told me yesterday and this blew my mind and he was like you know you you can tell which towns that he's in that have the worst problem because anytime he's in a town trying to rescue kids he, he tries to make the most out of being in that town so he'll try to give seminars he'll try to you know, do speaking engagements while he's there. And so he always stops, of course, by the local churches. Hey, I'm Yaku, we're in town, we do child trafficking, Uh, we hunt humans all around the world. Um, It would be really great if we could collaborate with you and speak to your congregation. You could start off by maybe doing a sermon on what the Bible says about pornography and things like this. And then I will get in and and talk about, you know, the human trafficking side. And he said, you would be shocked how many pastors say, Mm -mm. And I, I, that doesn't sit well with my, my congregation. And he can tell you right now, you won't see a fat pastor preach about gluttony because he's fucking fat. And when these pastors won't teach, won't preach about porn, it's because they're fucking all in on it. Mm
1: -hmm. And look, look how much has been coming out about the churches since Mm -hmm. it started exploding. Uh, I want to say 2017 I mean, if you go by state and look up archdiocese, uh, sex scandal or or whatever, the amount.
0: Yeah, but I mean, it would be like that in the boys coming out
1: that they were hiding it.
0: Right. Oh, sure. But, but here's here's the thing, right? In a church, especially in a church, is where all politicians get their start because there's a political system within the church. You can move up to being a deacon and then an usher and a pallbearer. You know, you can move up to uh, elder and. All these things. So there's a there, there's a, a political uh, ladder that goes on in churches that that politicians learn how to climb the ladder. If you can climb the ladder in church, then you can climb the ladder outside of the church and, and do all these leadership things. So all of the perverts and all of the uh, pedophiles, where do you think they would go and get their start? They're going to go to the churches because that's a target rich environment. I always say it. You don't fish in a pond with no fish. So you're going to go for the Boy Scouts. You're going to go for the youth groups. You're going to go for the churches. And then while you're there, you start learning how to politic and you start raising through the ranks of the church. And so if you can be a pedophile and raise through the ranks of the church, it's a no brainer that you can still diddle children and rise through the politics of, you know, uh, you know, city, county, state, on and on and on.
2: So you had
0: mentioned,
2: um, the addiction, the porn addiction is one out of three
0: men or people, right? Yeah. Let me fact check myself on that because this was on a podcast that I did. Well, yesterday I mean,
2: Netflix yeah, course. regardless of the, but, but yeah, you can fact check yourself, but <clears throat> think about it. How easy is it? Okay. I'm going to go back to when I was there, when we were 13, my first say porno was by a VHS tape that we had stolen from some somebody's dad from like a stash in the basement. And it was so hard for us to, to acquire a Playboy magazine or a porno VHS or tape. Whereas now all you have to do is go into your search bar or go onto multiple different sites And easily acquire it. So as a 13 year old boy, the mystery that we had when we were 13 on, oh my God, we're hiding and watching a porn, put it under your mattress, hide it under your bed. And now it's like every emphasis everywhere. It's everyone. It's like, subscribe, subscribe,
0: subscribe. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, and when we were kids, it got old, right? Because you, you could acquire one porno Mac maybe. Right. Like I, maybe if you were really good and you were really sly, you could get like a stack of porno max. Um, but if you had parents who gave a shit and, and a lot of us did, I think we, a lot more of our parents were, it, it, you know, millennials and, and, uh, gen X. and gen X. I, I think we had more, more, the, the, nuclear family was a little bit stronger back then and so you know for me for instance i remember a friend of mine gave me a porno magazine and i was like what and i looked at it one time right you don't need to look at but yeah when you're 13 you only need to look at it once yeah and i put it in a ziploc bag and i threw it out in the woods and then it was like that edgar Allan Poe poem where i'm like laying in bed like remember when you had the body underneath the house like <laughs> crazy i'm like oh my god somebody's gonna somebody's going to find that porno mag in the Ziploc. And so like I woke up the next day and I ran out to the woods and I buried it. Well, two years later, they were clearing that lot. And I must've been at that point, 15 years old. And while they were clearing the lot, I was on my way to school, seeing all the tractors. And all I could think of in school all day was they're going to unbury that porno mag. And my parents are going to find out. <laughs> they're going to be murdered. You know what I'm saying? But like, we didn't have a free raid. So I was like, I almost even learned my lesson just from the guilt, but now there's no guilt. It's like guilt-free. 13 year old kids can turn on their cell phones. And here's my message to the parents as a former law enforcement officer <laughs> in a big city. Here it is, folks. Stop letting your fucking kids have phones, period. You're Not until they're like 16 or you know? 17. I would even be more careful. like, You can't smoke until you're 18. You shouldn't be able to have a phone until you're 18 or have free reign of a phone. You know what I mean? Internet yeah. on your phone. Listen, Internet. something Stop big Yesterday,
1: on your phone. yesterday I, I I couldn't be happier. One of the top platforms for predators, Omegle, shut down. Oh, I heard it got shut down. Shut down because they have what any it? Omegle. It's that like video chat platform, like you randomly hmm. like pop in, and that I mean the amount of predators. That well, are, even, to
0: get to get shut down. The fact that somebody would well, invent a platform where a kid can video himself or herself for thirty seconds and then it disappears forever. Are you, bro? Well, fucking thirteen. Well, it doesn't kid.
2: disappear. Oh. Snapchat, Snapchat has it. It doesn't. Dis- it, dis- it disappears to you.
0: Yeah, it disappears to you. I mean, a thirteen-year-old yeah. kid, in all intents and purposes, he thinks it goes away. You know. No, I get it.
2: And, well, and here's the thing with that, too. Is, it's funny that you mentioned Snapchat. So I, I have an 18-year-old nephew who met his girlfriend through Snapchat. And I couldn't wrap my mind around how he had found her. And he's like, oh, I, she requested me. And I was like, but how did you know that it was really her? And he's like, well, we, we, we'd been talking. And I'm like, no, I get it. But, like, you went to two different high schools. You met on Snapchat. Like, how did that work? And obviously we've met the girl at this point i mean it's been a couple years now you know she's she's been around the fam but i just couldn't wrap my mind around like how did you just start a conversation like how did you know to go back to like when we were 14 15 like were AOL chat rooms the same? Kinda. I mean, how many times did I probably talk to a seventy-five year old? Yeah, but you didn't send
0: your dick pic to him. You
2: couldn't then. You couldn't.
0: You but couldn't. I'm telling you right now, thirteen-year-old me with Snapchat, I would have been sending my dick pictures to everyone, Girls, But that's girls, what I anybody that wanted to see it, because back then it wasn't sexual to me. It was like, look at my fucking meat, you meat gazer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's a
2: different mentality nowadays. It's a different mentality nowadays. Because we've been desensitized.
0: Exactly. We've been desensitized. And even in schools, they're teaching about anal sex and oral sex and even mentioning those words in the fifth grade. Yaki was saying that they went into a town. I don't remember what state it was. Maybe it was New York or New Jersey. And their sex ed curriculum in the fifth grade was referencing how to masturbate. And proper ways to masturbate. Listen, dude, in fifth grade, I listen. I think I was masturbating in the fifth grade, but I didn't know that that's what it was. I was just like it had nothing to do with sex. It was like, ha, 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 if I do this to my wiener, it feels pretty awesome. You know what I'm saying? But I, <laughs> I wasn't picturing boobs or sex or anything. I was just like, this is rad, you know. So, but you know, now these kids, now they know that it is sexual. And, and they know that uh, they're desensitized at that point to it. And then they, you know, they get there, get the cell phone. And then all of a sudden, you know, the, the, the porn sites come up and it's new to them. You know, I didn't know what a blowjob was until ninth fucking grade. I didn't know what a blowjob was until a chick tried to give me one. And I was like, yo, what are you doing? And, and she was like, I'm gonna give you a blowjob. I was like, get your mouth away from there. That's where I pee. Right. Right.
1: You know, this is all, you know, all of this. I mean, in New York alone, you know, you have the Dalton School. I don't know if you guys remember that. It was about two years ago. Dalton, D-A-L-T-O-N. It's a a private school. Okay. So that's one of the schools that they, it was all over the news that they were showing cartoons teaching masturbation to kindergarten and up. Oh my God. And they have a history. And I did a whole report on, I did a whole series on that school because guess who actually taught in that school? Who? Jeffrey Epstein was a math teacher in that school.
0: Shut the front door.
1: And this school has a history Ah. of, no, one of the head, and the headmaster at the time was Bill Barr's father that hired Jeffrey Epstein back in the 70s. Yo, is that
0: true? Is that fact
1: checkable? That is fact checkable.
0: Oh my gosh, I'll if send that's you real. All the
1: information. I oh, it's very real. I'll put it
0: up on it's Instagram. Very real. Yeah, that's um, insane.
1: So, that high school, also, I mean, that school it starts, I think it's kindergarten to 12th grade, if I'm not mistaken. But Jeffrey Epstein taught there for a year. Um, my gosh, and, I never, and bill, yeah, bill Barr, like I bill Barr.
0: I forgot, I mean, so Epstein, just school, keeps
1: getting like this school has a history, and now they they were in the news, again, for a couple of things, but mainly for that, that cartoon. And I have the cartoon that they were showing of the masturbation video. Now, I also looked into it, to so what other history they have. First of all, it's $45,000 a year tuition to go to the school, kindergarten and up. Um, there is a waiting list to get into the school.
0: The now, also, that allows in- this to happen should be uh ve- like vetted, like they need to be on a watch Just, list. Like, why did you allow your child to be subjected to that kind of shit? Like, what kind of, you know, what kind of hoity-toity freako are you that you would let your kids be subjected to that? Like, you got to be a pretty fucking bad parent to let that slip through the cracks.
1: And it's not like this school hasn't had history. There was another headmaster there after Bar's father um his his last name was gardner in the 80s and there was a new jersey family that wanted to send their daughter to the school um she was like 13 i believe she was and they didn't have the money for the tuition so the headmaster made an agreement with them you can i'll let her come here for free or unless whatever it was um but she has to live in my home with my family his wife and his kids and she has to that. Do chores around the house and take care. Of- well, he groomed her. And guess what? Sexually abused right. her.
0: Yep. The headmaster.
1: And she was ashamed. She didn't come forward until the New York, actually, the Me Too movement came out. And they dropped the Statue of Limitations for a certain amount of time. I believe it was two years that they were dropping it. She filed a case against him. Against the school. She wow. finally had the courage to come forward. That's all. You can fact check all that. Wow. So that school that's has a history wild. of grooming, a history of abuse, yet it's still standing, and people are waiting in on waiting lists and paying almost fifty thousand dollars a year for tuition.
0: You know, I, I I say if you're listening to this podcast right now, and and this is something that that's curious, I I you know hunting human traffickers, you know. You know, I, I want to be careful how I word this because I, I don't want to spark any vigil vigilantism. I'm I'm not telling you to break the law. I'm not telling you to hurt anybody no. or any yeah. of those things. But what I'm saying is, is that there are children in the network of your own children and your children's network that play on the playground, and there are flags. And if you, you so many parents are uh, allow their kids to blindly hang out and play and have friends. And they know nothing, very little, if not the, if even the last name of the children that they play with. If you take a minute and think to yourself, who are my children's friends, and which one of them is w- could be possibly being groomed? If you if you allowed your mind to go down that hole for just a second, I bet you a lot of people listening to this can probably think, "Oh my God, I never thought about it," but. Mm-hmm she might have some red flags and you can look into it a little bit deeper and it might not be child sex trafficking, but you might find some abuse. You might some of this, here's this, um, Here's this stat I found here. This was a major survey from the British school, uh, from, from the UK a major, and this is coming from uh, the guardian.com a major new survey of British school children's attitudes to pornography has found significant numbers of young people between the ages of 14 and 18 are watching it frequently with some becoming too addicted to sexually explicit content. Teachers say that they are being left to pick up the pieces from the damage that pornography causes in schools with the proliferation of adult material, leading to warnings of sexual harmful behavior among teenagers. This article goes on to say that a fifth of teenagers, one out of five, are watching pornography frequently. And I'll tell you right now, if you're 14 years old and looking at porno frequently, you are addicted. Kids' minds are addicted to that shit just like they're addicted to fucking video games. They can't get off the video games. I dare you to try to take your kid off a of video game right now. If he's, if, if he's 13 or 14, take the video game console around and watch what happens. Bet you that guy loses his mind. That girl loses his mind. It's the same with porno. You take that porn away from those 14-year-olds right now, they will not know what to do with themselves. They're addicted. I agree.
2: So Sonia, so what are some uh some other things here we're kind of getting to the last 10 minutes of the show, some other things that uh you're working on that you want to make sure that everybody knows um yeah. about about what you're doing and what what kind of stuff has come out in the r- recent week.
1: Well, um not into not to get into we'd need hours um to talk about this topic but the border children 85,000 that are that are unaccounted for which at this point we're estimating at least 130,000 if not more are unaccounted mm. for. Um I have recently over the past month uh, come in contact and connected with the five whistleblowers from the border. They range from Aaron Stevenson who was on Project Veritas and he blew the whistle back in 2019 and 21. Um, Tara Rodas, Tara Lee Rodas, who testified in front of Congress, she um, was running the Pomona Fairplex um, out of California for the migrants, thinking that she was going there to help children. Uh, Deborah White, Myra Moreno are both case managers that were also working at that location and connected with Tara. They also are whistleblowers. There's five of them in total on this team. And then Carlos Arellano, he was a transportation um, specialist that transported the children for ORR Oper- uh, office of refugee reunification i think it's called that sort of stands for ORR um and he left as well because of what was going on they all there's there's a couple of things that you can actually look at america's future is an exposé that they did with these um telling that where they talk about everything that they saw with proof Um, we, I've teamed up with them because they have a campaign called, um, defend the children where are the children, the 85,000 or more actually, um, where there's policy. This isn't something that's, you know, going to be put in front of Congress and voted on. This is existing old policy that they are altering words, dropping things out in the federal registry and just passing it through. Um, what we're trying to do is delay them or put a stop to it. Now, the way you do that is go into the federal registry and actually comment on this. And by law, they have to respond to every single comment. And it's going to take thousands and thousands of comments. Um, we have the deadline is till December 4th. Um, the website, I can give you the website. It's Truth tr- Truth trench.org backslash defend the children and all of the instructions are in there and it's 94 and they've done the work for you all you have to do is copy and paste and it all the instructions are there and it's 94 different sections um and this is what we're starting this is what we're doing i mean if you wanna i i can probably get all the whistleblowers to explain everything i have the zoom meeting i have all of the proof i have everything that's going on basically what we're trying to stop is government-sponsored taxpayer child trafficking at the border because that is 100% what is going on. And if you guys actually saw everything that I have seen, I thought I knew everything that was going on, this will enrage you to your core with the facts of what they've shown me. We've had them on the podcast. We've discussed it. it. I mean, it's insane.
0: The second podcast I ever did for failure to stop podcast back when it was owned by drinking bros network was called government sponsored child trafficking. And there was an expert on that. We had as a guest breaking down the black rock owned facilities that were harboring children from Mexico um, until they're 18. So if they come across the border and they don't have any family and they can't find a family for them, they go to these massive compounds and they sleep on cots And they are uh, the security company that manages these is a Portuguese non-government agency and DSS and uh, health and human services are not allowed to inspect the buildings and you can't get into them. And there was a whistleblower and we had the whistleblower and uh, an expert on our our second episode that was called uh, government sponsored um, children traffic. Yeah, government sponsored children trafficking, it's incredible that, and and those were funded completely by the the, uh, Obama administration, and it was led by Joe Biden's son.
2: Hello. Hi, Hi. how you doing? We already knew that. I could have told you that. So listen, uh, so Sonia, so can they, can people go right to your Instagram or right to your Twitter. I know you're on Instagram, all of Twitter my Facebook. social
1: media. Yes. All but of my social in, media. It is in the beacons. bio of how they
2: do this. Okay.
1: Yes. Everything okay. is in my beacons, all the organizations that I support and that I'm part of all of there. There's so much information. I also have like a link to go to Linktree that goes to more Linktrees. All, all of my, like, Yeah. There, well, anything
0: Sonya, that you want to find is in there. You can find Sonia um, at, at to a patriot mama. That's at the ad symbol two the number two, a as in alpha that's on patriot mama.
1: Yep, Get That's while she's Instagram. Still there. That's what
0: her current yeah. is, and it will always find
2: her. She ain't going nowhere. Uh, I, you know, I think that um I've learned a lot through you, Sonia, on everything that is going on. When I. I mean, you and I have known each other for quite some time, and we did uh, uh, some—we did a rally together here in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, You came out and supported the Gays Against Groomers and the uh, Florida Fathers for Freedom. um, You know, because kids were getting groomed in schools with these books in different situations. I would have told it. I would have said it when I first heard about these books. I said it was bullshit. Long story short, I've seen the books. They're actually in schools. It's not bullshit. Um, and the reason why I say if you would have told me I would think it's bullshit is because I don't think people want to understand the reality of that that's what's actually going on because it's almost better to be out of sight, out of mind, and that's the wrong position to have. So I think that it's important for uh, to have for different podcasts, and I know you have your own podcast, and I, I want everybody to go over and watch Sonia's podcast, Dark to Light eleven eleven that's on Rumble um it it's an amazing uh, they uncover a lot of amazing stuff. I've been on the show uh, actually Sonia and I have actually done some we used to do coffee talk with Sonia on Friday afternoons, which we should probably start up again um after the you know after the holidays are over or whatever but i I I think that it's working, Sonia and I think having different people on different shows it's almost like, You can't get rid of me, bitch. You can't get rid of me because I'm on every fucking show and I'm on every, you know. So if we keep on doing that and people are so vocal about it right now, it's important. I think that what one thing that COVID did for everybody is it gave people uh, the opportunity to look over their kids' shoulders and see what they were doing. I personally have unfortunately stopped dealing with school boards myself because I am not a parent And I was noticing that I was caring more than parents. So I would deplore, if you're a parent, I would deplore you to look into what's going on in your kids' schools. It starts there. It starts in your kids' cell phones, your video game systems. Um, And then obviously, you know, follow people like Sonia, uh, like Sonia to a Patriot Mama. Uh, There's many organizations that she has. One that I love is Change Unchained, which is in my bio as well. Uh, do you want to just t- tell everybody about that as well?
1: Change Unchained? Yeah. Change Unchained yeah. is one of the top organizations. They're within the Shepherds also. They are near and dear to my heart. Um, I've actually visited their location. They are um, building a tiny home village for uh, aftercare of survivors, 18 and older, of females. Um which is something that's extremely lacking in this country and why um, the problem will keep continuing because if we're not providing proper aftercare for these victims, guess what? They're winding back in the hands of their, their abusers. They need the proper aftercare and it's not focused on enough. So um, what they're doing is absolutely amazing um they're raising money they already have two tiny homes built and have had survivors stay they have a waiting list the third home is actually being built Uh, apparently their goal right now is it will be complete by the new year they already poured the foundation for the fourth home that's what they're going to max out for for now because they've only been operating for two years so and but they also like he travels uh it's a husband and wife he travels on these uh operations the these search and re- big searches. Um, so I'll be connecting with him again on Sunday for the week with the rest of the team. But, um, that, that organization is absolutely amazing. They are amazing people. I love what they're doing and we need more like them out there. And I have been seeing an uptick in that. I have been seeing a lot more, but there's just not enough. You know, the same thing goes with, there's not enough harsher sentencing. And what happens if we don't have enough harshest sentencing and they're being let back out on the street, we have a constant recycle of predators. If these kids or these victims of human trafficking aren't getting the proper aftercare, we have a constant recycle of them going back to their abusers. So it's just a constant and it's nothing's ever going to get done if we don't tackle both ends of this. Never mind the middle part of the education, the awareness, you know, I know that social media is a huge, huge tool that we use, but don't let it stop there. You know, I didn't, I I, w- I couldn't I couldn't sit behind social media anymore. I needed to find a way to get involved. And I did. You know, this will be my fourth search and rescue. I'm now embedded within the team. Um, I am in the middle of training with them as well, even though I'm going along for the ride and working the cases with them as if I am, you know, I'm still learning, though. But you learn as you go. But, you know, I couldn't we be more it. grateful. I'm out there for- helping. I mean.
2: You're putting, you're putting into, you're putting your words into your feet and you're getting on the ground. You're out there doing the damn thing. I fucking love you. I think that I, you you know, it's, I don't know, as as the child of one of the strongest mothers I ever knew who passed away of cancer and I absolutely miss her every single day. I've always looked up to strong, willful women that always, you know, kick ass and take names. Protecting, I, I think Eric has a, a fucking rock star of, of a wife and, and she's like super mom and Sonia, you're fucking super mom. You're, you're ready to throw any, anybody that crosses your kids wrong into a wood chipper. I, I fucking adore you for that. So, uh, I, I really, hey. I really love that. I, uh, I'm starting to see this even more. I'm seeing a lot of big blue check creators too, uh, wearing, you know, um,
0: Oh, those right. red pill threads shirts, uh, red pill threads shirts. You're wearing one now. I okay. wore one yesterday. I said, stop sexualizing our children. And um, yeah. I forgot I had it on. I was in a coffee shop. This little old lady goes, I love your shirt. And I was like, I forgot I was wearing it. But yeah.
1: oh, you should. S- well, that's another thing I did. I opened a merch shop and 100% oh. proceeds actually goes to is change it? and change. It's, it um, it's also can- in my beacons. But, you know, I it's all sarcastic. Okay. Listen, it's very, very sarcastic. It's very cutthroat. It is, you know, yeah. our, my, our listeners my, love one of yet. my shirts is I now identify as a wood chipper. My pronouns are feet first.
0: Oh I love that. i lo- yeah. um, oh. very
1: very pedophile hunter. All it's all pedophile hunter stuff. You know, yeah, proud yeah, member yeah. of the wood chipper crew. Um yeah, you yeah. know there's uh there's now breaking news there's a new vaccine for pedophiles. Yeah. <laughs> and it's mm. a picture of bullets.
0: Yeah. <laughs> One <laughs>
1: shot and it's cured.
0: Dude, I'll wear all of those. I will wear My favorite animals to
1: hunt time. and it's pedophiles. <laughs>
0: Dude, we love it great yeah. well thank you yeah. so much guys listen um please go follow to a Patreon mama if you like this episode you want yeah. more of it you can follow us on uh social media webs you got at conservative ant. we also uh night shift underscore tsi on the instagrams and uh again we have a couple of more uh, child traffickers if you want to learn more about child trafficking on the patreon site it's the failure to stop uh, we're under their network but their uh, Patreon site ha- has um, two more uh, one-hour podcasts uh, with some of the leading other leading experts in human trafficking that have been doing it for over 29 years. Guys, thank you so much. This has been awesome. Um, you. Anthony, you have the best friends of all time. I
2: mean, and she's beautiful.
1: I just love you to pieces. <laughs> I got to book my trip to Florida. We need a weekend. After all this is done, Ew. I need a
2: vacation. I'm gonna need a vacation. Hey, you know what? You know what? Eric and I like to really dig in and do this, you know, uh in, in different aspects of our podcasting. Um, hey Eric, maybe maybe we can link up with some of our team one time and, and go out and do some
0: yeah, uh, some nice on the ground research
2: investigation.
1: We actually yeah. have a documentary, yeah. We have a documentary crew following us this week.
0: Oh, that's Woo-hoo! cool. Yeah, let's uh let's get that let's let's get that one on the list. And if you guys have something else that you want us to cover. Please send us a DM, uh, DM us on uh, nightshift underscore TSI and let us know your ideas and what you want us to cover next. Uh, until next week, this has been Night Shift Top Secret Information.